0: Matthew 24. All these sermons converged on this point as we're going through Matthew and been through Revelation and this morning's message. As we skipped that portion in the evening service, Matthew 23 and um, 37 and following. Sister Vicki said after the morning service that that was the portion of scripture was preached when she got saved. As a hen gathers her chickens. And um, as a young lady at that time, it was good to hear that after the morning message. She believed and that made practical sense. It just spoke to her heart. And a blessing to hear testimonies. Well in Matthew 24 we continue and so we're going in and the Lord's answering the question what's, what's going to happen all these things shall be, come to pass and what is the sign of thy coming back in verse 3 and so the Lord is expounding this, answering this second question and uh, we're right in the middle of that at this time <clears throat> we've seen the attempted deception of the world In verses 4 to 14, and now we see the attempted destruction of Israel in verses 15 to the end of the chapter. Let's pray before we venture further. Thank you, Lord, that we can remember the price paid for our salvation. And he partook of the cup, full and deep in the suffering he endured to bear the sins of the world untold suffering and we could never add that up and we know lord if we do not believe we are condemned to eternal punishment that's the payment for our sin and he bore our sin in his own body on the tree thank you lord for that and as you give this answer to the disciples may we understand what he's saying to them and comprehend that these most of them are future things even from our day and bless it to our hearts and may we be encouraged that the secret things are yours and belong to those that love you and hear your word bless them to our heart now in Jesus name amen Israel's scattering first of all under the attempted destruction of Israel. We move from the nations and Israel in the first 14 verses to particularly the nation of Israel. We see events that befall Israel in the end times. It speaks about Antichrist here. It speaks about the Great Tribulation. It speaks about Armageddon. It speaks about the pruning of the fig tree and preparing it for their Messiah's return. The fig tree representing Israel. Now as you come to verse 15, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. There's a big assumption the Lord made here, and we can pick up on that as we read verses like this. What is an assumption that the Lord made here? Now, it might not have been evident to the people he wrote to because they were in Jerusalem, they were still present there. But the Lord knew that they'd be scattered all over the world in 35 years or so time from, this, from the saying here. Actually, yeah, from, from when this happened and this was given, recorded by Matthew about 20 years after this event. But what does Matthew assume as the, well the Lord in saying what He said that Israel would be in the land. That, that's what it says. And uh, you see people who who said that would be so a couple hundred years ago and I look look people looked at him what what do you say? Can't be so, Israel will never get back there. They're all over the place, all over the world. But that's an assumption the Lord made. He just said it in this prophetic portion and uh, another assumption that's given that's evident in that verse too, that the people that were listening to Jesus say this knew something what did they know about the abomination of desolation spoken of they knew their Bible (laughs) Daniel that's where it's spoken of and so there's assumptions that are made here and uh, the Lord assumed that they knew the book of Daniel and reckon. And I wonder if the Lord was speaking to us as He spoke to His disciples, whether they would would get it. Whether we because we've studied the Word, we'd better say, oh, I know what He's meaning there. Uh, what He's referring to there." This hadn't happened at this point; otherwise, He wouldn't have said it. Future. So there's some things that He assumed. Uh, it's argument from silence, you might say, but it's true. Now, there's a broad outline to get us in the picture of where we're at here. The order of prophesied events is as follows. Shortly after we disappear and we're caught up to be with the Lord, that is the church, a dynamic leader will rise in Europe. He will unite 10 key European nations under 10 kings. We call the revived Roman Empire the toes of Daniel's image of a man, part clay and part iron. Ten toes. As part of his overall strategy for world dominion, he will sign a seven-year treaty with the nation of Israel. And Israel is very careful about what it signs and with whom it signs. And would to God they'd be careful then, but they won't be. Under cover of this treaty, the religious Jews will rebuild their temple. He will allow them to do that in Jerusalem. <laughs> and they've got it ready to build. Now, today, stuff's ready. Their enemies will be held back by the overwhelming military might of this new real ruler, called the Beast, given and spoken about in Revelation, and Antichrist, spoken of elsewhere. Now, If that happened, how would Russia and the Islamic nations respond? Let's think of it in practical terms today, in the day we live. If there was a deal made by a world leader with great power that could defend Israel, went into Israel and said, I'll protect you, what do you think the others would say? No, you won't. We're going to show you, and we'll come down and show you. And Russia comes down. That's what I think, that's what I believe is going to happen. the Islamic nations appealing to Russia, a superpower, coming back to that point anyway. Seeing its global position being eroded by the dynamic leader and the determination of the West, led by the beast, Russia will make a fatal decision to invade Israel along with... You you should know this by now. (laughs) Along with Russia... Iran Turkey, Turkey Libya. Libya and Sudan they're spoken of in the book of Ezekiel 38 their, their names are given their old names they'll make the fatal mistake of tur- coming down there and what will happen to them on the mountains of Israel if you know the truth of the word they'll be a lot annihilated God will do it not Israel but Israel will be put into such a position, they, it says that they weep. And it's interesting, they weep between the porch and the altar. Hey, there's no temple there now. But there will be a temple then. They would have been allowed to rebuild it. And the high priest is weeping. And it's all future between there. Why? Because he sees these, all these heavily armed nations that are there now, just, just building up their armaments in Syria, coming down to wipe Israel off the face of the map. Islamic nations want to do that. They've vowed to do it. They've said they will do it. And God wipes them out. Now, this is just some some things, I suppose. (laughs) But what then will Antichrist, what do you think Antichrist might say? I did it. I'm your saviour. I've got the power. God did it, not Antichrist. And they'll be willing to follow him hook, line and sinker. That is the Jewish nation. Dreadful mistake. And um, then he, only uh, within months maybe or a year or so, he turns on Israel too. And this is the broad outline. When Russia is destroyed, there will be a great and enormous geopolitical vacuum. If, if Russia was taken out of the way too, Iran and Turkey, they're big. They're big powers. They've got big armies. Can you imagine the vacuum? And the beast fills the vacuum gladly. <laughs> but then, he'll, as I said, he'll have no more use for Israel. Seize the opportunity... To sacrifice, as we read what we read in verse 15, to sacrifice a pig on the altar in Jerusalem on the rebuilt temple. When ye therefore shall see, he's talking to Jewish people, the Jewish nation, back in the land with the temple, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. Hey, hey this, this portion will be very precious <laughs> to Jews. At that time, the Jews that comprehended and willing to listen to the word of God. Matthew, uh, Andrew wasn't silly in getting the Gospel of Matthew to the Jewish people because Matthew is directed toward the Jews. The other Gospels, the Gospel of John, to the world. Matthew, Mark, uh, Servanthood, (laughs) to the Romans. I think I got it right. And Luke to the Greeks, but Matthew is directed. To the Jewish people, and there's got so much there that they could understand if they know their Old Testament. And so we see the flight of the saints at that time in these verses, 15 to 20, the saint, the saints referring to those believing Jewish people that believe, finally they get it. (laughs) Finally they realize Jesus is their Messiah, and that Antichrist is a counterfeit. He's not their Messiah. We see their comprehension there in verse 15. And they comprehend that from knowing the word, knowing the Old Testament. Let's go there, back in the book of Daniel, spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Well, let's see where it's spoken about. Back in Daniel, chapter 9, verse 27. These things have not happened. People try to fit them into history in the church age. It hasn't happened. This Antichrist hasn't come. The great war of Armageddon hasn't hasn't occurred. Even the unsaved people are talking about Armageddon. Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 we read there and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week you say well, that's not very long he gives them only a week <laughs> no one week of years as you read back in the context and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice of oblation to cease for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate even to the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolator. This is the scripture that Jesus is speaking of when he said, and warned the Jews, flee, flee, in Matthew. So the flight of the saints, they comprehend this, they see what it's talking about. Chapter 11 and verse 31 of Daniel, we read there, and arms shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, which the Jews had started again and were given permission to do so, and they, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. That's the offering of Antichrist there, and uh, pictured in Antiochus Epiphanes, back in old times, a type of Antichrist that would come and still is to come. Chapter 12 of Daniel, and verse 11, these three times it's spoken of. That's why if they read their Old Testament, the apostles' disciples would have been familiar with these verses. Verse 11, And from that time, or from the time, that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away. They'll be allowed to, but then they'll be stopped. And the abomination that maketh desolate set up, Worship me or die, says Antichrist. There shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. That's thirty more days than what's spoken of in the book of Revelation. Maybe for clean up after the tribulation. So they're comprehending. Do we comprehend these things? Do you understand Daniel nine twenty-four to 27? Get it right. <laughs> because you get that right. The, the prophecies of the future fall into place. Comparing scripture with scripture. Back to the book of Matthew now, verse for, uh, 16 then let them who are in Judea flee to the mountains so it's their comprehension in verse 15 then their compulsion in verse 16 through to 18 don't dilly dilly-dally around don't even go home to get items flee flee for your life flee to the mountains if you're close there flee for pres- pre- preservation let him who is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. How fast is that? You're on the roof fixing the roof. Don't remind me of that. That's where I had my stroke, just up there. But I was up there. What's going on? Not a full stroke, praise the Lord. And got down and who would I meet? Peter. Where are you, Peter? Yeah. And I tried to talk and I couldn't talk. Something serious. But these people don't even come down to get in to the house. This is urgent. If you're alive at that time, you're speaking to the Jewish nation, regathered in the land, temple set up, sacrifices hap temple built, be- yeah, built, and sacrifices happening, don't even get into your house. Don't think of trying to take something so that you have to eat on the way. Don't even think of a change of clothes. Whatever you've got on, go. Flee. Neither let him who's in the field turn return back to take his clothes. This is an urgent compulsion to go. We've almost hear that in our day today, don't we? Especially in Victoria. Comes February. And if you've not lived down there, you living here, you don't realise what it's like. The further you go south, the more it's like that you you get in a, in a February you get a hot, in fact they're coming down there now during the winter but they're not hot a north wind day down in the Dandenongs if you're there on a north wind day, the wind just howls from up here somewhere but it's not blowing here and it just comes down there and all the trees are bending over and it's 40 plus degrees and the eucalyptus is ev- evaporating and you just have to light a match and have kab- a kaboom kab- it's like, an, <clears throat> don't Go back to your house if a fire started. What do they say? Packed and ready to go. You should have it in the car when a day like that happens. And I remember, Pastor McConnell, I think it was your... An- which anniversary? 40th? 40th? 40th anniversary, wasn't it? 48.5. 48.5. And we're travelling down. We're travelling down from... And the haze on the road, it was even blowing up here then. And the haze with the heat. And uh, and then I heard on the radio, fire started at Whittlesey. And I thought, blowing this way, where's it going to go? Right into the mountains. And that's where it hit and went right across over to almost Marysville. And the other one picked up from there that started Mir... Yeah, Mir- and Dun- what was the old campsite? Mur- anyway, Murrindindi. <laughs> Mur- and went through Marysville. In fact, Terry was down there. So you were down there. <laughs> and you had to pack up and get out. They said, get out. And the fellow that said, get out, that day he, he lost his wife and kids. It's, it's pack up and get out. This is pack up and get out. And now, this is not for us. This is for a future generation. Because we're saved. That's if you're a Christian. As, as um, my dad said to a Jewish doctor down at Emerald, Dr. Lerner, he, it was his dad's doctor and he, he was witnessing, witnessing to him he wasn't saved and then he said to my dad he said oh I'm thinking of going back to Israel and dad said don't go back there unless you believe before you go back there because <laughs> this could be you. you know, if you know the Bible you can give that warning and so the compulsion let's say let's bring it to a, an application tonight we know there is terrible wrath to come to those who don't believe. One day we're going to leave this planet through death or the rapture. The Bible warns us to what? Flee from the wrath to come. We can flee to, not for safety in a car, not from a fire coming, not from a flood, but we can flee from the mighty judgment of God that will fall upon the soul that hasn't confessed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh. These are told, these Jewish people are told to flee to a particular place. They don't have to take anything with them because God has said, I will provide and I will protect you. Now, there are Christians that have taken it very practical and have gone and set up a lot of food in a certain place in Israel over there in Petra, isn't it? Uh, Kay, i think you went there did you go over to edom no okay so and that's where people have taken and put a heap of food in all those places over there (laughs) to say but hey what did god do for the israelites for 40 years he provided manna for them can he do it yes and did their shoes wear out for the 40 years no not even their clothes It's sad for the ladies of that generation. They couldn't go to the store and buy a new set every year. (laughs) They had the old set for for all that time. (laughs) But the Lord said, I'll protect you. We'll see that in a minute. But flee, don't go back, just like the warnings we have. And the complications. Verse 19, we read, And woe to those who are with child, to those who give suck, those that are pregnant, And those that have little children in those days. Why? It's pretty hard to run. It's pretty hard to flee on those times, at that time. If you're pregnant, if you've got nursing children, and in verse 20, but pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Why not in the winter? Well, it's cold. You're trying to make a physical journey over in Israel, and does does snow over there because of the height, and uh, you get very hard to to go in that at that time, down over the Jordan if they're fleeing east. It seems that way. Neither on the Sabbath day their convictions are. It's if on the Sabbath day we, we're not allowed to take you know have a, a Sabbath day's journey, very short distance. Pray it be not on the Sabbath day, and i I thought about that. I thought the Lord knows the exact time and day it's going to be and maybe he's going to arrange it as not on a Saturday because it'll be against their convictions and they'll just stay there and die at the hands of Antichrist and he'll let them flee on another day and pray that it is not winter too and the Lord will hear their prayer. Um, So the complications that could come at this time, let's turn to Revelation chapter 12 and this, this fills in maybe some blanks And I hear the politicians talking. I hear, you know, Australia wants to shift its embassy to to Jerusalem. Praise God, we'll take a stand. At least we might do something right here with all the blessings we've had. Um, It may be fulfilling what the lines of Tarshish (laughs) are there. Yes, standing with Israel still. Someone might stand with her during the tribulation. Maybe it's being set up now. I don't know. But we're heading where? Revelation, I mean Peter. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 5. We read, And she brought forth a man-child. The woman, picturing Israel, brought forth a man-child who was the Lord Jesus, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. That's from the Old Testament, Psalms. And her child was caught up unto God to his throne. What happened to the Lord Jesus on the Mount of Olives? The disciples were there and he's caught up. And this same Jesus is taken from you, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go, said the angel to the uh, amazed disciples. And the woman fled into the wilderness. You see, it just jumped a few thousand years. And the woman, Israel, fled into the wilderness, where she had the place prepared by God that they should feed her. They should feed her. Therefore a thousand two hundred and three score days, that's three and a half years. So Israel is told to flee in Matthew, is fleeing in the book of Revelation. This is all future. And if we go to chapter twelve and verse thirteen and seventeen of Revelation. And when the dragon saw that he was saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman. Israel, who brought forth the Messiah, who brought the man-child, and to the woman were given two wings of an eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time. That's three and a half years again, same as 1,260 that we read earlier, from the face of the serpent. Satan wants to destroy Israel. (laughs) Because if he can destroy Israel, even at this late time, in the tribulation, then there can be no kingdom. Jesus can't rule over nobody, he will rule over somebody. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away with the flood. And the earth helped the woman, the earth opened up her mouth, swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, with Israel. And went to make war with the remnant of her seed who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Who is it that in the tribulation has the testimony of Jesus Christ? It is witnessing to the world about the Lord and his salvation. The 144,000. They stay. It seems they stay. And it seems like some of the armies stay back in Israel. The, the, The women and the children and the people flee. But the armies stay because they're doing hand-to-hand combat right at the end of the tribulation still. They're still there. So some have fled, have not gone back into the house, have made their flee. And the Lord protects them. Praise God that he will have a few Jewish people. Two-thirds of them will be wiped out. And and if, if it is that you add up all the Jews in the world, about 14 million... Two thirds of them will be killed, divided by three, multiplied by two, and whatever you come up with. Is that more than the Holocaust? Anyway, you figure that out, haven't done the maths on that. The Lord will protect them. Now, some <laughs> some have said when you go back to verse fourteen of Revelation twelve, and to the women were given two wings with a great eagle that they might fly into the wilderness. Some say they fly out of Israel. I'll leave that with you. I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know what you've read, Pastor McConnell. But it's interesting as you look at that, it is the possibility they flew an an, an enormous amount in from Africa and and gave them safe haven in Israel, refugees by the hundreds, by the thousands, actually, by the thousands in in a couple of days. To give them refuge in Israel and they could fly a lot of people out if that's what it means there. You see John, we didn't know about airplanes until recently but they fly on. It's more than likely that they're protected in Edom on the east side over the other side of the Dead Sea for that period. The the old Antichrist and his European um, kings that support him will be so busy trying to defeat Egypt that comes up, a northern army that comes down, trying to just defend his little kingdom there in Israel that he set himself up, that he won't have time. But he does try, as we read in Revelation, to destroy the nation of Israel. Uh, No, we can't go on. (laughs) We've run out of time. We see the flight of the saints at that time, and next time we get together, we'll look at verse twenty. Uh, 24 21 and following the fury of the storm at that time right down to verse 27 and the folly of the sinners at that time it will be a terrible time to be alive and in israel you won't have tourists going there at this time you might have them in the first part of the tribulation but i doubt it they'll be very few and far between and then The severity of the great tribulation is spoken of in that verse. Then there shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to that time nor ever shall be. You you saw the landing at D-Day, Dresden, the the bombing of the west of Germany when they knew that they didn't have any air, air support. You think that's bad. You speak of this, God knows this is going to be worse than ever. A military conflict in Israel, worse than ever has been a conflict anywhere in the world. There's been all those things that have happened, but this is going to be the the most terrible time. And you know, if there's any Jewish people listening to us tonight, what you need to do is believe that Jesus is your Messiah. He is the Messiah of Isaiah 53. Your rabbis might forbid you to read it, but you need to read Isaiah 53 that is the Lord Jesus Christ in whom we as Christians trust and whom you can trust and become your saviour let's pray thank you Lord for the precious word of God may be a blessing to us May may we give thanks that we are not going to face this period we will be delivered from the hour of temptation trial that comes upon all the world to try them that dwell on the earth and Lord as the world heads headlong without the knowledge of truth, to this destruction, and this is for us, we can read it and we can tell people, but they won't hear it. Lord, may there be a few, many, plucked out of of those heading to destruction and, and become Christians, believe that Jesus Christ died for their sins, paid the price and penalty for their punishment in dying on the cross, Bless them with salvation as they are convicted by the Spirit of God as he draws them to himself. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.